Have you been watching things lately? I'm watching some things here and there. That's good. I, I'm very busy with work. I'm very busy. It's great. It's great. This I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy for me too. Every dog has its day and I'm a dog and I'm having days, you know, days, which is good. Well said. Well said. Well, yeah, let me I'm tell you, I've been, watch, I've been watching endless, endless streams of streaming content and uh, uh, it's come to my attention that the guys in Netflix are either geniuses and gals and yeah. gals and gals, the guys, the gals, the days, all of them, the folks, the folks are either absolutely insane yeah. or absolute maniacal geniuses. Go on. It, it, it's just, it's wild to me that they, they, they've, they've have all this data now. Right. And they say, yeah. Hmm, people like this, people like this and people like this, let's put it all in one show. For instance, people like the OC, people like mm -hmm. Dawson's Creek, people like national treasure. Let's put it all in one show and call it Outer Banks. And you know what they did? And it's been a top 10 show on Netflix for the past, who knows? It's Are you serious? Absolutely insane. The OC wow. plus Dawson's Creek plus $500 million in treasure. That's, what, that's how they're marketing it. Wow. And you know what? It's working. It's working nonstop. They got, they got reality shows of people not being able to touch each other. They got reality shows of people only being able to touch each other. They got, they got, they got this show going on. It, it's insane to me what they've been doing, and they continue to make them, and people are watching them because there's nothing else to do because that's what people yeah. are enjoying. What are they going to do? Watch us? That would be nice. That would be nice. Let me tell you about the two baddest cats in town. They're here to talk about random shit floating around. So grab yourself a drink, baby, if you please. Just shoot the breeze with chafe and cheese. Well, Jim Jim Chiru and a ho hum too. Welcome to another rousing, riveting, rip roaring, rip torn, rip van winkle. Wow. Of an episode of Shooting the Breeze with Chafe and Cheese. I'm Chafe. I'm Cheese. And we're shooting the breeze today. Today, baby. We got a beautiful hey, guest coming on. Yeah. A beautiful guest, a wonderful Jew. Jason Meshes will be joining us in two shakes, two shakes of a lamb's dick. But for now, for now, you, you hear Warren Buffett making moves. Yeah. He made moves. He did make moves. He sold all of his airline stocks. Gone. Berkshire Hathaway, no mas, is owning uh, any airline stocks. It's done. It's over. Travel's dead. Yeah. Yeah. I was texting with Kevin about this the other day, actually, and it, it, just, it just illuminated that to me that uh, there's no way that we're coming out of this unscathed in like the next year. It's going to be a long time before any of this gets back to any semblance of normalcy. And everyone's yeah. spooked about flying, so no one's getting on planes anytime soon. The airline business well, is fucked. Yeah, I mean, I have a wedding supposedly to go to in August. Yes, I, I am a part. I am. I am also invited to said wedding. I think I, you know, I got a twenty dollar deposit on a fucking suit at Men's Warehouse. You know, is it a, is it refundable? The deposit? No. Yeah. Non-refundable? It's a deposit. There, there are such things as refundable deposits. If it's a refundable deposit, then what's the point of the deposit? 
You ever make a deposit for an apartment? Yeah. And then you got the apartment. And then if everything is unscathed, if you, if you that, paint it over nice. That's a security deposit. Aha! Another form of a deposit. This is the deposit for the payment. It's an initial. You're an idiot. Am I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or am I a genius? A non-refundable suit deposit, just $20, and you're out $20 if you can't buy the rest of the suit? And I want my $20 back. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do during this quarantine. Uh, I'm starting a uh, suit business where you get $20 uh, deposits, and if you can't buy the suit, money back guarantee. That's my pledge where, to you. Where do you got a stockpile of suits in various sizes that you can distribute to people, huh? Oh, where got you got the suit? Don't worry about it. I got something going on. Or are you just going to play a game where you never got the suits, so that's why you got to give the deposits back, eh? We'll see. What scam you pulling, guy? I ain't pulling no wool over nobody's eyes, okay? Anyway, a $20 suit deposit, that's the least of your worries. Yeah. That's anyway. Nothing. Yeah, I'm not going to this wedding. I got to tell him. I got to no. tell the guy. I think I gotta everyone's got to tell him, hey, guy, this wedding ain't happening. I think we just tell them right now. Hey, you know who you are. Yeah, we're you not do. Coming. We're not coming and nobody's coming. So postpone we'll this thing. Or we'll see you on Zoom. Honestly, everybody's going to be live streaming weddings. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. It might live be. Stream. Right, live stream your wedding. Why not? You don't want to get drunk and dance around like a buffoon like you always do? Just do it in front of your laptop. That's enough. We all Zoom it in. Well, zoom it in. You don't have to pay for plates of food for people you don't really like anyway. You just send the meeting ID. I'm going to talk to my fiance about this. That seems like a win-win. You know, you just set up an iPhone in the corner. Just don't forget it's there. There he is. There he is. The beautiful <laughs> man. Beautiful man. Let me tell you, every time you interact with this guy, it is a real treat he has the ability to appreciate the moment and really connect in a way few can forging his own path in the family music scene with his endless energy and his infectious melodies clearly leading the race to be the next rafi not you rafi the singer rafi oh, a hysterical yeah. human a real mensch of a jew a real mensch of a jew Jason, have we mentioned mensch have we mentioned mensch have we mentioned mesh welcome to the freaking show jason meshes <laughs> Hey, hey, baby! What's up, guys? Good to be here. This is uh, this is incredible. What an intro! That was very kind. Well, thank you. It's true on all fronts. How you doing, man? I am good. I am good. I'm just uh, you know o over here in uh, in in my safer at home land, uh, churn churning out family friendly tunes. <laughs> you really are nonstop. It's kind of amazing. You've you figured out seemingly how to create content in a contentless world it's it's phenomenal you've been doing so you've been doing what exactly with your time in terms of in terms of that so it's been really interesting i i as soon as march hit and we started getting ideas you know early march that things were going to shut down and i immediately went into panic mode because i you know so much of my income is touring the country singing to kids and so if you can't get on a plane or be in a large group, oh, oh boy. So as soon as, uh, and, and I teach in a couple schools here in LA, and as soon as it happened and we got like wind of it, I started 
immediately just doing this daily uh, YouTube show. And I went to the school and I emailed the heads of like 20 preschools in Los Angeles. I was like, hey, you know, I, I, I've been with you before. You've seen me before. We met before. I'm going to be offering this show for free every day of the week. Now, wow. three days a week. Um, but and like, here's the link. Send your people to it. And I didn't realize how heads up of a move that actually was because the schools took a couple weeks to figure out what they were doing. So now the schools have plans in place and the kids are doing stuff and whatever. But for the first couple weeks in there, it was chaos. And I got to be the constant in thousands of families' lives. And, wow. and unbeknownst wow. to me, over the first three, four days of it, it all of a sudden spread. And, and I was getting phone calls from friends of mine who live in Atlanta and New York and, and Florida being like, hey, you know, I'm in this mom chat group and they're posting pictures of your dumb face. How did you, <laughs> how did you connect to them? I was like, I have no idea. It, uh, uh, it just kind of happened. So it, it was a timing thing. And, and I, I would hate to, you know, say that it, it has been almost good for my career to to have this happen because obviously it's not and everything's way better in person but in terms of growing a uh, a fan base of young families who have never met me before it's been really nice it's kind of incredible i i, I have been following you we went to we all went to school together that's how we know this beautiful man yo and, what up cues 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 um and you started as an actor i knew you always played music how did you find your way into this? I knew you did a lot of comedy music with your, with your buddy for a while. And then you sort of found your yeah. way into this. How did, how did we get here? Yeah. That's a, <laughs> a very fair question. <laughs> Every, anytime we like meet someone, like if, if I'm out at a bar or something, we, we meet people and the inevitable, like, what do you do for a job comes up and it says, Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be the next Raffi. And they're always like, what <laughs> uh how, how does one get into that uh the shortest version of the story is you know, I, I came out here to los angeles and i was working in tv comedy like doing little bit parts tiny parts on sitcoms like two and a half men and big bang theory and monk and stuff like that and uh the acting well dried up like it does and um i didn't want to wait tables and a friend of mine who worked at um, one of the like Jewish day schools here in Los Angeles was like, our preschool is looking for a music teacher. I can put in the good word. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, sure. And so I went in for an interview. I'd never done anything like that in my life. And they threw me into a classroom. That was my interview. Wow. Holy crap. <laughs> so you use your improv skills. And I, you know, it kind of like, channeling my inner Johnny Karate from Parks and Rec. I, I just like did, you know, taught a class and made up songs on the spot and they hired me. And throughout the next year, teachers would be like, Hey, do you have a song about the color red or fire trucks or kindness or sharing? And, um, I would be too embarrassed to say that I didn't know any, but also, um, I was like not uh, 
comfortable saying yeah, I would like go home and write one and come back, but I wasn't comfortable saying that I wrote it because I felt like they wouldn't take me seriously. Huh. So I would make up the names of musicians and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, this great one. And here's what I would do. Uh, I, I tell the story a lot, but what I would do is I would combine the first name and last name of like mid nineties, New York Yankees. <laughs> and that would be like the name of the artist that I would use. So I would take like Don Mattingly and Paul O'Neill and it'd be like, Oh yeah, this is Don O'Neill's sharing song. It's incredible. <laughs> That's amazing. That's great. <laughs> so that was my big trick. And so that from there, I was just writing kids' music. And uh, my boss at the school was like, that's a, I don't think you realize that that's a skill you have. And I, I didn't at the time. I just thought anyone who could do music could, could write music. And that wasn't the case. But not only a skill, like you, you seem to have the energy, the temperament, the ability to engage children in a way that very few, A, want to, and can like very few people have yeah. the patience and like i could see like oh yeah this will get me through to like the next thing that i figure out but you were like no this is the thing and that's kind of incredible to realize like i love doing this when did that sort of set it it all I, again it all kind of happened by accident and and over the course of about eight years um i didn't know that i liked it until i started doing it right and then i, I didn't know how much I like kids and hanging out with young families uh, until I started doing it. But it's really interesting because I, I don't have any desire to have children of my own. Wow. And I, it, it was this amazing moment of realizing that just because I don't want to have children doesn't mean that I don't want to affect the lives of children. And I think that like, loving kids and wanting kids are two very different things. Yes. And uh, I, I didn't realize that for a long time. Um, but also be, hanging out with kids all day, every day for your life means you never really have to grow up, which is kind of, <laughs> kind of fun. Yeah. And I, I think that the, uh, I think, I think my brain operates much like kids brains operate where you just think about stuff all the time. You know, like you think about things in weird ways and I've my whole I spent my whole life doing that. And that's why, you know, even in adult comedy, like I've always thought of things differently and I have a strange sense of humor. And that's like kids. You allowed to say bad words on this show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, right. sweet. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. Like the the greatest compliment to me and my career that I have gotten has happened in the last week. I think 30 people have at least have sent me the video of this little girl singing what's in my butthole. I don't know if you've, have you seen this yes, video? Seen yes. Butthole, yes. The amount of people that have come out of the woodwork who I haven't spoken to in decades, who have sent me this song, big, like, have you seen this speaks? I think is a defining characteristic of what people think when they get me, which I think is great that they understand that I, love children and like children's music and that I have this twisted dark sense of humor that like they knew that this young amazing girl singing what's in my butthole was going to be my favorite thing ever and they're right <laughs> they're absolutely right I mean that shit is hilarious in general though. 
I oh my god, that to this... my, mom. my mom lost her mind and she has a pretty twisted sense of humor. She thought, and now like the internet's gonna internet, and so like there's all the remixes and all that stuff, and it's so fucking funny, dude. Oh, it kills me. Uh, but it, I was thinking, you know, so I do this power hour show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for, for the kids on, on YouTube, and I was like, there's no way I can cover this song on that show it's not uh it's just not part of my deal but yes, like i, I so wish i could because like you know jimmy fallon's gonna oh yeah. definitely if he hasn't already absolutely oh, yeah. absolutely i mean <laughs> you you have a lane you kind of have to stay in it you can't really be doing some crude shit with the kids unfortunately yeah right. but, and, and that's never been my thing i think my my Interestingly, I think my sort of kids' world of music niche is, is like finding uh, love and joy and kindness. And so I do a lot of it through comedy, but um, I think parents trust me with their at-home listening because at the end of the day, there's some values behind the music, which I think is... Great. I think it's important to have songs about spaceships and rockets and whatever. But if you can't also have songs about how we love and care about each other, then you're just making another kid's album. For sure. So, I mean, you, you, you also do it in a way that is, you know, you're not, you're non-threatening. You have a joy of it. You don't ever seem like you're doing it for anything other than to bring the joy to others, even though obviously it is giving you income, giving you all that. It's, it's solely for the love of doing it for these kids and for these families, which I think comes across immediately when we see you on screen, even through a Zoom, even through YouTube. And like I've seen the videos that you post on like Instagram and stuff where the kids are just dancing alone because you have this infectious energy. I mean, it's kind <laughs> of unbelievable. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Translates. It. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, so you like, know what though, and and because you guys are in comedy, so we think we are. Yeah, I <laughs> I think you. I think you guys are funny, and and you've always been like hustling in that world ever since I've known you guys, and when you came out here and all that. But I think weirdly, kids' music and comedy are very very similar because you know immediately whether or not it's working. Right. Like if your audience isn't laughing, like if you're a stand up or doing whatever, like if people don't think it's funny, they'll fucking let you know real quick. And it's the same with kids. If they're not interested, if you're not engaging them, like uh, so, somewhere like when you turn into an adult, you have to like learn how to be polite and like sit through someone's crappy play or whatever and like lie to them that it was good. Yeah. Like that's a thing you have to do as a grown up. But as a kid, you never have to do that. So I like that. It's like instant feedback. You know whether or not it's working and you move on with your life. But it's, I think it's very similar to what you guys do in a weird kind of, you know, parallel yeah. way. No, yeah. I totally get that. Alex and I worked at a summer camp together. Uh, I was which, the drama uh, Which camp? Timberlake West. Ooh. I, I was the drama director there. And I knew we did a good job with the show because the director of the camp came up to me and said, listen, this is the first time we've ever had a show where nobody got up to pee. Nobody got up to pee. Hey. <laughs> In fact, the slogan of the show was nobody peed. So, yeah, that was, right. that was your, uh, your New York Times review. Nobody yeah. peed. Yeah. The feedback is instant. That's the only, that never top that. <laughs> nobody peed. I like that. 
So yeah. do you do you enjoy performing for kids more than you do adults at this point? Do you think? Oh yeah, thousand percent. But I figured it out, you know. And it's not without its challenges. It's always hard, but no, I I love it so much more than than for adults. I get to have fun. It is a full body workout. Um, uh, honestly, like being home like during this is like the worst shape I've ever been in uh, because like I'm not doing three concerts a day in the same way. Like when I'm with kids, like I bring a full change of clothes for every show because I'm disgusting by the end of it. Wow. And I, I often tell people, you know, when I'm pitching my shows to uh a community like a family center or a zoo or a library or wherever I'm going, you know, I always say, Hey, like this is a very high energy thing. So like, please don't set up chairs that I always, it, it's so funny, but like one of the things that I've learned that I feel like makes me some kind of an authority on, on kids music. Cause I've been doing it long enough, but it was learning that I, have to be very firm about the setup of the space hmm. because that will be the failure. If the room is too big, like I'll get to a place and you know, they'll tell me, yeah, we have 200 families coming in. It'll be great. And 50 show up, but we're still in this giant room. I have old me would have been like, oh, okay. And now I'm like, no, let's fucking move it. You have a smaller room. That's awesome. And they'll be like, well, we don't want to move. I think, no, no, no. I said, no, do you want a successful program? Because, <laughs> like, that's the, that's the thing. You, it has right. to be at the space. And I will allow for chairs, like, one horseshoe or, like, two rows of a horseshoe of chairs in the back because I realize some people need to sit. And we have grownups that are coming who can't sit on the floor. And, of course, have a seat. But if you define the space and they walk in and they see that it's open, They'll sit down on the floor at first before it starts, but like you're already saying just by the way the room is set up, this is what we're doing. I hate chairs. I'm a, I'm a no chairs guy. No chair. If I could help it. That's amazing. In fact, you've been squatting this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually just taking a shit. That's why I didn't bend the camera down. Yeah, that makes Copy. sense. Yeah, we yeah. feel that. Uh, so where can we find all your stuff? Where, what, what, uh, what, can we, what can we see? Where can we look at it? Cool. Uh, well, I got three albums. They are anywhere you stream music. Uh, the newest one is called I Want to Go to Mars. Uh, I'm really proud of it. Um, I Want to Go to Mars by Jason Meshes. Um, and I'm really proud of it for a few reasons. Number one, I think the music is great, but got some fantastic backups, uh, vocalists, and uh, my producer um, and the guy who shot all the music videos for the album are all Syracuse grads, which I awesome. think is like super important. I know you guys are the same way. Like why not work with all these amazing talented people that you trained with? Right. Like, Absolutely. So yeah. like my YouTube channel, Jason Meshes music, which has these like incredibly amazing music videos are all shot and edited by Eric Billich. Who's like a filmmaker out here doing real stuff and then like he'll shoot movies with movie stars and then like do my nonsense <laughs> where I'm like he shot a music video where I'm marching down the streets of Beverly Hills with a marching band of kids playing inflatable instruments and he was like yeah let's do it you know that's the power uh, of college friendship right there yeah yep. and and it's amazing and like my producer uh, is a guy named Steve Page and he you know he's made beats for like 
really like dope acts like like little dicky and like he's like doing cool stuff and he's got music placements on tv and then like he'll like do my songs about applesauce and you're like oh okay like amazing but why not use those people same thing all the art that i've done for my albums like all the photography shot by marie buck like awesome all these you know amazing people and i was told a valuable lesson right before I moved to LA that moving to Los Angeles is like going to college and you're going to move out here with your freshman class and you're all going to rise together. And it's really happened and it's amazing. And now, you know, 12 years later, all of these people who I moved out to LA with to all work in entertainment, they've got big boy jobs in entertainment now. And now coming back to me and saying, Hey, my company, you know, Amazon or Nickelodeon or whatever, like they're looking for kids stuff. And I'm telling them you're the kids guy. And it's like, Oh, the system work, you know, trust the process. Right. It's like, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, those are the two big things. I want to go to Mars, uh, the YouTube channel, Jason Mesh's music. I got a show three days a week at 10 AM on the West coast, 1 PM on the East coast and whatever time it is in between. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing. And, and I just, uh, just did my first couple like live, uh, like zoom birthday parties. They've been going pretty well, uh, but navigating that, uh, you know, cause you got to keep it interesting and you have to make it like worth it. So, you know, figuring out what is the value and like, what kind of a price can you possibly put on it? But then also make them feel like that was worth not just their money, but their family's time. Yeah. Right? Like we're, and I, I felt that way even before we were all stuck inside. Like you, uh, you know, if I'm doing, like I did this big show in West LA to launch the album and we sold out the venue and I was so blown away by the idea that like your, your families with your four three and four year old children you have such limited time together anyway and you took two outer two hours out of your sunday afternoon to come hang out with me yeah well then it better have been worth it right yeah like it it it, that's the responsibility that families have such limited time together and, and that they would take any of it to spend with me means i need to be working extra hard to not even make it decent, but to make it great, which is why these live shows, like if you've seen any of the clips that I posted, like the, you know, we're doing confetti cannons and balloons and, and dance parties and scarves and glow sticks, like this whole idea of the baby rave that's been shut down because of coronavirus, but hopefully we'll get back up eventually is to tour that show. It's like blue man group for kids. Go on in. Let's get messy. Let's get loud. Let's love each other and care for each other for an hour. And then go on with your day. It's amazing. It's a real, real gift that you have. And you're doing it even through Zoom. I've watched watched some of the videos you've been putting out in the power hour that you've done. (laughs) It's amazing. It's translating, I'm telling you. So keep up. You're doing the Lord's work, I would say. And uh, try it. I mean, you know. There's, there's, there's clergy out there really doing the Lord's work. Yeah, the clergy is probably doing it. a little bit more, but you're doing like semi-Lord's work. Some, some Sam, out there. 
That's actually, I like that. I'll take that. Yeah, the prophet for sure. The prophet Jason Meshes coined that. You're welcome. Boom. Oh, we love you, man. Thank you so much for joining. Thank I love you. you guys. Wow. Wow, indeed. Holy. Indubitably. What a wonderful man. What a wonderful, wonderful Jewish man. I love that guy. Thanks for hey, coming on. Guy. Jason Meshes, shout out to you. Follow him on the Instagram, Jason Meshes Music, M-E-S-C-H-E-S. Or Google him. Get your kids some entertainment during this trying, trying time. They need it. They deserve it. And you know what? So do you. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. All right, Jingle Bell Rock. I'll see you next week. Well, good night. Good luck. Good eve. Good day. Good morning. Hashtag Jave and Cheese. Hashtag SDB Podcast. Hashtag Tell Your Grandma. Hey!